Let's get real. This is America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello, welcome to America WK. This is your host, Andrew WK, back for a brand new episode today. And this episode will involve some familiar topics, but I hope to gain new insight as we discuss them from some different angles and revisit some of the elemental core truths that we continue to attempt to access in pretty much every episode of this show. As I've said before, this show is really only about one thing and just trying to get at it from as many ways as possible, that one thing being life. And fortunately, for you and anyone else that we encounter, that is the one subject that we are all engaged in whether we want to be or not. Certainly some of us are engaged more awarely or with more interest or perhaps even desperately engaged in trying to figure out what life is while we live it. But by the very nature of being alive, we are thrown into an interaction with this core aspect of experience, experience itself. Now, one idea or question that we haven't discussed so much, largely because of the fact that it's very difficult to discuss at all. It's very difficult to imagine, to conceptualize, to picture in one's head, let alone to put into words. And that is the idea of where did all this begin? Where did life begin? How did existence come into being? Now, depending on what you personally believe, there are many ways to interpret the question and consider possible answers. But it's not really known exactly how things emerged. And even in some of the best theories or concepts or ideas that many of us cling to as truth, there is left some amount of unknowable foundation even in those very otherwise solid ideas. This seems to be some fundamental aspect of our story. This mystery. You would think that understanding where we came from would be one of the more obvious and easier to answer questions. That it may not even be a question at all. But for some reason, this mystery looms ever larger the further we move forward. And as much as science and technological insight has improved our grasp on many of our current surroundings, where those surroundings came from is still largely an impenetrable mystery. But rather than looking at 
this mystery as something frustrating, perhaps we should embrace that as some part of itself, that the mystery of our origins may be some hint to the truth of our beginnings. Because it seems that such fundamental information should be so obvious and should not be hidden behind layers of confusion or separated from us by such a distance of time or development. It seems very inherent, instinctual almost, that a creature should understand what it is and where it is and how it got there. And the fact that that has remained so elusive to us might somehow be tied in to the very answers we're looking for. This is not to say that any of the current theories, whether they be scientific-based, religious-based, or based on some other mode of insight, are wrong. It is not to say that any of those theories are incorrect, but even the most complete theory remains somewhat unknown in the fact that it is just a theory. This doesn't mean we can't choose to believe in one and do away with the mystery in our own mind so that we have some kind of confidence there. Achieving peace of mind through belief and faith in one possible idea is certainly understandable. Give someone a foundation to move around on, a ground to walk on and move forward. But if we're very honest with ourselves, there seems to be some part of that answer that just doesn't completely sit right or leaves too many other answers within itself open for further debate. And it tells us in a nagging, lingering way that there is more to the story than we're able to grasp. Could this just be a situation of our own minds not uh, having the capacity to fathom the truth of our origins? Are we not meant to know? As it seems so elusive, perhaps we just aren't supposed to understand. But that doesn't seem to make sense either. It seems that we are designed to be able to comprehend that the very structure of our mind and everything about what it is to be human is based on wanting to know and being worthy of knowing. So where does this leave us? Well, I don't know. It leaves us engaged or frustrated or ambivalent or very hopeful or maybe a combination of all those feelings that eventually we will understand. Maybe not in this lifetime, maybe not for hundreds or thousands of years, assuming that we make it that far. Maybe we will transcend some version of our own existence now that will in turn, explain where we came from. But one idea that really has appealed to me lately and seems to make a lot of sense 
and doesn't necessarily explain or answer every question about where we came from, but gives a type of meaning and clarity to the confusion that some of us might be facing day to day. I certainly found some clarity in imagining that our beginnings involved some sort of melding, some sort of descent of an intangible, immaterial spirit or vitality, a kind of pure energy into what we would call pure material. The immaterial meeting the material and resulting in us and resulting in everything else. Life, whatever life is, what makes something be alive, consciousness, you could call it, the spark of mind and movement and body, the thing that makes us different than a rock, let's say. Different than empty space. That that stuff, that's, that, that energy of life was emerging and sinking into this world of particles, of electrons, of carbon, of matter. And really, our dilemma is the fact that we are, at our core, this spirit, this vital energy, trying to move through a world of hard and cold matter. Situations that are not based on energy. So we're going to look at how that can affect our situation and get into it on America WK. America WK with Andrew WK, the undisputed king of partying. On the Blaze Radio Network! Don't miss the morning blaze with Doc and Skip. A pissed off papa from New Mexico is arrested after shooting his son over who could speak Spanish and English better. 51-year-old Robert Chavez is in mucho trouble after an alcohol-fueled fight with his 23-year-old son turned muy dangerous. Chavez argued with his son over who was the better bilinguist, and after failing to come to a conclusion, the locoed lad left the room and looked for his gun. The Morning Blaze with Doc and Skip. Weekday mornings, 6 to 9 Eastern, on the Blaze Radio Network. Listening to America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. And our topic today, or the beginnings of our topic, are an attempt to explore what life is or what we are by looking back a bit at perhaps how we came into being. And I'm describing a situation that is certainly overly simplified but essentially looks to understand our situation, our mode of being, our life as we live it, as a dichotomy of spirit, of energy, of this inner burning truth 
this inner life that has descended into an outer life or an inner energy that has descended an animated given life to otherwise inanimate matter. And this push and pull, this tug of war between living as pure spirit in a world made up of not pure spirit is part of our tension. It's part of what informs the struggle that many of us go through. The feeling that you may have of trying to figure it all out is the feeling of spirit wrestling with the material world. And I think a lot of the human journey that we are each on involves trying to realize this and beyond realizing it on an intellectual level or just as a concept, actually feeling the truth of this inner spirit and seeing that vitality, that life energy, that mysterious force which gives being to the things around us that we call living, to see that and recognize that as the real world. And to lead from within ourselves with that force, with that spark at the forefront. Having faith enough to trust in that feeling as being the one true feeling of all feelings. The foundation of all other feelings. The foundation of all that we know to be good and valuable started some incredibly long time ago when it dropped into the material world and we took shape. So human beings specifically seem to occupy a space bordering this material and immaterial world, the world of spirit and the world of matter. And it is quite understandable how that could be a very stressful situation to be in, but it's also a very incredible situation to be in. It gives us sort of superpowers within a world that maybe doesn't have many superpowers, or perhaps we're surrounded by other superpowers that are also inside of us. And if we are able to see ourselves as this physical form wrapped around this unimaginably intense, non-physical purity of life, then maybe we can get some direction as we're approaching these very intense times that we live in. And that includes problems that we're going on or going through in very personal day-to-day situations. If we can tune in to that interior truth, that life energy that made us exist, perhaps we can have the answers we're looking for. And the most amazing thing is it does seem as though that inner life spark has a voice. 
It's a voice that seems to come from outside of ourselves and in a very contradictory way from deep within ourselves. And that's a very interesting observation we can make about spiritual matters in general. They seem to emanate from above and around us from a higher place, from a distant place, that at the same time seems to connect to the most familiar, most up-close and personal, most internal and interior part of ourselves. And it seems that the more inward we turn, the deeper we look into ourselves, the more we see beyond ourselves into some type of outside truth or voice or being or elemental force that is trying to communicate or that is within us communicating from outside and inside at the same time. It's dizzying. But in all this dizzying, perplexing, confusing, muddled thought, there is complete clarity, perhaps a deeper, more direct clarity than we can get from anywhere else. If we tune in and listen to that voice, and it's really up to you how you want to interpret it, that is the beauty of one's own spiritual freedom, choosing how you picture and develop this voice, what type of being you associate it with, what type of structure you build around it so that you can interpret it, what type of uh, drape or veil or shroud you cover it in to give it form and at the same time to conceal it. We have to give some kind of form to these ideas so that we can interact with them. It seems like our minds work best when we look at things in a tangible way. Because many of these things, again, they go beyond our ability to understand. So we have to pull them down, which is not to lower them in their greatness, but to bring them closer to us so we can see them so that we can work with them, so we can handle them, we can think about them, we can interact with them. And this inner spirit, or outer spirit, this spirit in general, is the most intangible thing of all, yet it is the most familiar. These paradoxes and contrasts continue to pop up, these contradictions, how the most familiar and intimate part of ourselves can also be the most elusive, the most opaque, the most difficult to grasp. Why is that? It's a great question. Meditate on that question. You can meditate on it for your whole life. But it does seem that with some kind of effort, with some type of focused commitment, which we can, if we choose, call faith. Faith can be the ongoing commitment to developing a relationship with that spirit, with that inner part of you, which is also emanating from outside into you. 
that allows us to start learning from it. And we can apply what this tells us to do to just about every situation. Be right back. This is America WK. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Mike Slater. The three branches of government that we've learned forever, right? The executive, the legislative, and the judicial, the three branches of government have now become the three departments of government. The legislative branch and the judicial branch all, and the executive branch all work on the same team as opposed to checking each other to protect our liberty. They now work in tandem to promote their agenda. Very different. Mike Slater. Saturdays at 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. The undisputed king of partying invites you to a no-holds-barred celebration of being alive. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. This is Andrew WK. We are talking about spirit today, the inner voice. Recognizing the inner voice inside you as the outer voice speaking to us all. And trying to tap into it. And trying to go back and imagine perhaps how things first all began. And looking at those early times as some sort of descent of that spirit. Or mingling of that spirit with everything that was not spirit. And that the energy in that spirit gave form and life to an otherwise formless and lifeless expansive space. I don't know how else to say this stuff. What's very exciting is to realize that whatever it is, and however it did come into being, it's in you and me right now. It's beyond exciting. It's the most exciting thing in the world. It's the basis for the very idea of excitement to realize that we have that in us and to know that we must or we wouldn't exist i mean here is an area we can find some kind of security some type of knowing in in, uh, the midst of so much insecurity and confusion we exist We don't know exactly in what way, perhaps, or how, or even why, but we do. And this existence must somehow come from this inner vitality. And we've been talking about trying to give shape to that vitality, trying to look at it, or rather listen to it, so that it can tell us how to live. Because if anything was going to have the answers, it would be this life force itself. If anything could tell us about life, it would be life itself, if life had a voice. And we look at this inner 
life spark. And again, we've talked about this before. No one knows how it came into being. No one knows even what it is. It's just incredible. If anyone seems to have some insight, it seems to be people that have focused on it as something intangible and not tried to pull it further down into a sense of material understanding or even scientific understanding, but have allowed it to remain in its immaterial spiritual space. This this thing that makes us able to live, that no one knows how was created. No one knows how it can be destroyed, really. I mean, when someone's life ends, we don't know that that energy which gave that person life, which you know, allowed their body and mind to exist on a human level. We don't know where that goes. We don't know what happens after we die either. We have theories. So we don't know how we really came into being. We don't know where we're going exactly. But the idea is that give this kind of life force the ultimate authority of truth do seem to be getting at something. And so it's very natural to want to tap into that voice. Perhaps that's one way to look at what religion is, trying to learn how to hear that voice. You can call that voice whatever you want and believe that it is seated outside of yourself or inside of yourself or far beyond any location, all locations. But maybe our whole spiritual development is really focused on one effort, one primary effort that informs all the other efforts. And that is trying to listen to that voice, to become that voice, so that we no longer even hear it. We just are it. We don't have to sit down and listen to what it tells us to do. It moves through us, and that distance created by listening and then applying the lessons is absorbed into just actually carrying it out in a second nature type way, in an instantaneous way. I think we can imagine and perhaps have even seen people who appear to have reached that level of attainment where they are living that voice. They have become it. Perhaps we can only think of one or two examples of someone who is so fused, who has so bound themselves to that inner part of themselves that that's all that they are. Pure spirit. can barely even see them because the material parts of themselves have been completely absorbed by that inner vitality. And there's no distance anymore. There's no separation at all. Maybe that's what we're all striving for, is to close that gap between our spirit and ourselves. When we think about this spirit as having a voice, it's very interesting because that's one idea that's discussed a lot in spiritual matters is this idea of the word of the voice 
the speech that began everything. So it's quite telling to think of that energy, that spirit that started everything, having a voice that we can still hear, that is within us. And I'd really like to encourage you to give even more attention to that inner voice, especially in situations where you're looking for an answer. And I work on this myself in a very plain and straightforward way. Because I'll find in most situations or most problems that I'm in, I sort of have my initial ideas about what's going on and what I could do and why someone's doing what they're doing, why I'm doing what I'm doing, why I'm in this situation. And those feelings and those initial thoughts are usually quite emotional. They're usually quite intense. They're usually not very pleasant, especially if there's a lot of stress involved. But all the while, I tend to be able to realize that there's some other point of view that is uh, within my own grasp, but it requires me calming down and looking at the situation from this other thing's point of view, this other spirit in me or outside of me that can look at the same situation and seems to understand it more than I do. And even if it's in me or it's a part of me, it seems like it's something separate for me. And that's why it's able to have such a deeper insight or understanding. And if I just listen to what it's saying, it seems to have all the answers. Doesn't mean it's easy to do what it says, but it's all right there in front of me. We're talking about spirit. This is America WK. Don't go away. This is America WK, hosted by Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Chris Salcedo. This is this is an axiom that our liberal friends cannot wrap their their minds around. I don't I don't think they're wired to understand this. It's a very freedom-based, realistic-based understanding of the human condition, which simply states this. If you are going to live in a free society, which BO heretofore before Obama we have done, you run the risk of those abusing that freedom. Chris Salcedo, Saturdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. This is America WK with Andrew WK, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to America WK. This is Andrew WK, and we've been talking about spirit, about trying to give form to the formless spirit inside of us and all around us, and listen to what it's trying to say, because it might have a lot better answers than we could get anywhere else. And we mentioned that this spirit can be seen as having a voice. 
That's great. What good news is that? Because the voice is a lot easier to listen to than sort of a blurry collection of impulses or impressions or vague understandings. A voice is specific. And this voice seems to be the most specific voice of all. The voice of all voices. Right inside you. Right there. What an unbelievable situation to be in. We've talked about how spiritual development, religion, at its best, is there not only to give us access to hear that voice, but to develop the strength to do what it says. I mean, that's a huge part of it. What's the good in being able to hear the voice loud and clear and then not doing anything about it? Or not quite being strong enough to carry out what it's telling us to do, especially once we know it's right and true. When we live in that kind of bad faith, that is very torturous. So our development as individuals, really all development is spiritual development because that's what we are. Although we can say we can develop in material wealth, we can develop in our physical form, we can develop in our pursuits, we can develop in all kinds of ways that might even not be development, might even be undevelopment. The only development that really matters is the development of what's inside of us, our inner strength. And any outer development we do have should either be there to serve that inner development, serve that insight, serve that growth of loving kindness, or at least not stand in the way. And so in our pursuits to hear this inner voice inside of us, to hear the inner voice which represents the outer voice, the truth, really, to be able to listen to the truth that exists in us, knowing that the only way we exist is because this truth has always been inside of us. It's the spark of life. And isn't it interesting that the spark of life seems to have a voice? It's just very, very strange. It's fantastic, but it is a bit baffling. I think that's why it's so easy to just completely discard all these things All these ideas that I've been talking about this whole time, all the stuff we've discussed is very easy to ignore because it's very intense. It it feels empowering almost in a way to throw it all aside and say, ah, this is just stupid mumbo jumbo. Who knows what he's talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about really either. But I have a strong feeling that what makes life important somehow has to do with this stuff. And if we could just be brave enough or strong enough or just set aside those doubts for a moment to allow us to, to humor these aspects of life, perhaps we'll find that they're not so overwhelming or intense in a way that needs to force us to ignore them or be intimidated by them, but that they actually are very familiar And that they've been there all along. And we've always been engaged in this. Even if we tried not to be. It's almost like ignoring that inner voice is a way of listening to it. Because in order to not listen to it, in order to ignore it, you have to hear it and not listen. 
but you're doing twice the work at that point. I think it actually takes more energy, more effort, both mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, more effort to try to tune out that voice than it does to just listen to it and follow it. It's odd, though, how how often we as a species do, do just put all our energy into not paying attention to that. It could explain most of our dilemmas. Very, very, very perplexing. Why, why, why do we live like that? So not only are we listening to this voice, but we're trying to find the power within ourselves to follow it. And that might be the final frontier. That, that is, that's our quest. I guess it's not supposed to be easy to develop that strength. That's how we have to prove ourselves. That's our work. If it was all just automatic, then there would be no, no, no struggle, no reward, no incentive. There's always some type of effort that has to be made to prove oneself to oneself. Otherwise, why would anything exist at all? If it was all just done and easy and every challenge was already thwarted before you even had to begin, then what would be the point of anything existing? We, we have to go through these, these tests, these struggles. To find the clarity, to hear the truth, and carry it out. And we might not even do it in one lifetime. Might not get there at all. But even if we just get a little bit more accomplished at hearing and doing what we're really supposed to do, that is a massive achievement. And it is worth dedicating as much energy as we can possibly spend. The energy of life is worth spending on itself. This is America WK. I can't thank you enough for going into this with me. I find it very exciting. It makes life feel good to think about this. We'll be right back. Thank you. A party for being alive. This is America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Rabbi Daniel Lappin, On Demand. What I think of as the popular culture looks at sexual straying not as a a naughty man making a, a horrible decision to betray his marriage vows, but instead as nothing more than the altogether natural consequence of genetic conditions. Uh, he's a man, isn't he? An intense hormonal activity. Hey, he fell in love, didn't he? What do you want him to do? Rabbi Daniel Lappin, On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. This is a no-holds-barred celebration of being alive. America WK, with your friend and mine, Andrew WK, on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back to America WK. This is Andrew WK. In our discussion today about spirit, we've discussed giving shape to it, giving a voice to it, turning to it for the answers for everything. 
And I've seen this myself, not only in my own experiences, but with, with other folks. And perhaps you have as well. Where we find ourselves looking so far out, so far out of ourselves for answers to other people, to magical formulas, to secrets that we feel will unlock some new power in the world that will help us and perhaps even solve everything. And all along, if there is an answer outside in our efforts looking around us for help, the only real answer would tell us that it's already inside of us. And any answer we find outside of ourselves is just going to direct us back in. And we can be very wary of anyone or anything that tells us that they have the answer that we don't have. Because that's just not the case. Anything that they could ever tell you that was worth any real value, has any insight at all, is only going to tell you that you already have the answers. And it's really a shame that anyone would abuse someone's curiosity and perhaps uh, innocent ignorance by telling them that they don't have the answer and that they need someone else or something else to find it. All they need is to listen to the voice inside of them. Now, again, that might not be that easy, but it's very straightforward. It might be extraordinarily challenging at first or maybe forever to listen to that voice, to hear it, and then even more challenging to follow it. But it is not complicated. And that is perhaps one of the more frustrating things about it. It's not complicated at all. Sometimes, for whatever reason, we are very fascinated by complex, very detailed, very convoluted, intricate explanations and answers, almost like a big, gigantic machine that processes and its gears spin and uh, secret potions and ingredients go in to this elusive, enormous box that we put our problem into that someone else has, and out comes an answer. And there's some mysterious, incredible machinery at work and, and amazing science and technology that is going to solve all of these issues in this amazing, magical machine somewhere far away. If we could just get access to it or we could just find the person that can operate that machine for us, when really, the machine, if there was one, would have nothing inside of it except a person that's asking themselves the answer, which you can do as well. Just be a big, empty box made to look like it contained all kinds of moving parts and all kinds of secret stuff. And really, all it would be is just someone exactly like you sitting in there asking themselves the same question you can ask yourself. We have the answers. To everything. Especially with most of our problems because we made the problem. If we made the problem that we're in, then we have to have the answer automatically. I think it's quite embarrassing 
oftentimes, to realize that we are the cause of so much of our trouble. So not only do we turn outward for answers, but we turn outward for blame. We turn outward for the reason that the problem started when we probably are largely responsible for it. The inner voice would tell us that. Inner voice doesn't always tell us things we want to hear. And that's another weakness on our part that we have to overcome. It can be very painful. It can be very embarrassing and humiliating. It can be totally frightening to listen to that inner voice when it talks about you. When you study yourself and get that insight, talk about a painful penetration. That type of introspection is very, very intense. But it has to be done if we want to move forward, if we want to have these insights that we say we want, if we want to be a better person, it has to be done constantly. Perhaps it won't be as painful as the initial rounds. Perhaps the more we do it, the less painful it will get. But it's not supposed to be easy. That's the whole point. If there was any other way to avoid growth and development, we would do it. Because we don't like to face pain. And that's understandable. But really, we should be thankful for pain because that's when we can tell we're actually making progress. That's what that feeling is there for. It's very strange, actually. Another paradox, another well contradiction here. That physical pain, material pain, tells us that something is wrong. But spiritual pain and the pain of growth tells us that something is right. Again, it's very interesting when we apply that to even exercise as we have before. When you exercise, there is amount of discomfort. But you know that it's somehow doing you good. But if you just listened to the pain and assumed that pain meant something was wrong, you would just stop and you would never exercise. You would never push your body past its limits. If you got a sore muscle from lifting a weight and the next day it was sore, you'd think, oh, I must have really injured myself. I did something really bad. My muscle is sore. That means I must have hurt myself. In fact, it's the exact opposite. Your body is getting stronger. The pain is a sign of pushing past something into a bigger realm, a better realm, a more developed realm. And we can think of this type of introspection and tuning into the inner voice and the pain that comes with it as a sign of growth as well. It can really be excited almost. It doesn't mean that the painful experiences we go through emotionally, spiritually, in life are any less intense. It doesn't, it's not going to take away the challenging parts of them, but there can be some comfort in knowing that that pain means we're growing. We can really hold on to that. We don't have to search it out. There'll be enough of it that will come along without having to look for it at all. But we shouldn't be afraid of it. We should know that the challenges we face are not there to hurt us just for the sake of tormenting us. They're there to make us bigger and better than we were before. They're all tests to bring out the truth within ourselves, to bring us closer to this inner spirit, this voice, to fuse us to that voice so that we become it, 
so that it's brought so far out, so far out of ourselves that it is on the outside and the inside and, and every space in between. We are a solid, seething mass of that light. Not a shell containing that light anymore, just the light itself that has permeated every dimension of our being. And we know that the challenges we face will bring that out of us if we turn to it. If we don't turn to it, the challenges can destroy us. And knowing that should be very motivating. That should make the choice very easy. Doesn't mean that it will make the process easy, but the choice should be easy and clear. Thank goodness we have this kind of clarity. Thank goodness, again, in this very unclear world that each of us has this inner voice that is so clear. It might be very quiet. Depends on where you are in your own relationship with it. It might be very hard to hear at times. It might be confusing. It might say things that seem to go against every other thought or feeling in your body. Do you have the courage to really listen to it and follow it? It can say stuff that seems insane. But it's not. It's the one thing that is, is not insane in this world. America WK will be right back. This is America WK. Featuring Andrew WK. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Coming up today on Pat and Stew. My wife, one time in Connecticut, she was near our home in Connecticut where the speed limit was 25. She's going 55. She's, it's an emergency for the family. Yeah, she had forgotten <laughs> She had forgotten to register the vehicle, so we've got an expired nice. plate. It wasn't safety inspected, <laughs> and she didn't have her driver's license or proof of insurance on her. Don't worry about it. Get All of that! Man, <laughs> drive safely now. Pat and Stu, weekdays at 5 p.m. Eastern on the Blaze Radio Network. Radio show restoring your faith in humanity through the power of positive partying. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. This is Andrew WK. And we've been going in as deep as ever into this idea of an inner voice and that that inner voice within you is your spirit and the spirit. And Developing the strength to not only listen to the voice, but to do what it says as best we can. It takes extraordinary courage to begin a relationship with that voice. And it takes even more courage and actual physical action and energy and commitment to do what that voice tells you. To take that relationship into your life. To lead by that insight. And right before the break, we talked about how difficult it can be to listen to that voice when it tells you things that seem in such contradiction to what you're otherwise going through or doing. Meaning, 
you might turn to that inner voice for clarity and purpose. What should I do with my life? Where should I go? What should I follow? What should my main interests be and where should I let them take me? A very common example of this is the world telling us from the outside so often that all our pursuits should be about money. All our pursuits should be about a kind of material success and security, that nothing else matters more than that, and that our, our spiritual pursuits are all fine and good, but they should be secondary to uh, developing a kind of uh, comfortable life of material achievement. And of course, in many ways, there's nothing wrong with material achievement, but I would never personally say that that should lead. Material success and achievement is there to serve the spirit, to create a stable atmosphere for the spirit. But it's very easy for one to take over the other. And because of the outside pressures that we face as a society and a civilization, we're often tricked or cajoled into putting our material pursuits first. And that's the cause of a great deal of suffering for many of us. Certainly, the more confusing parts of my life have been trying to block out that inner voice telling me, come on, you're getting confused here, you're getting your priorities out of order, as I allowed the pressures for material success to completely take over. So we can tell ourselves that if there's an inner voice telling someone, for example, this is very common with young people, that they don't want to go to college, for example. They don't want to go to college. There's an inner voice inside of them saying that they've had enough of the traditional school curriculum. Perhaps they were okay and enjoyed it for a time, but now they're 18 years old. They've been doing it for the last 14 years, and they are just done. And that inner voice is as clear and as amped up about this as any impulse could be. They want to go into the world to learn. They want to be in the real school, the school of life, which doesn't have walls or rigid curriculums, but has a richness and a diversity and a depth that no college or school can come close to. This is not even saying that college is bad, but for the person whose inner voice is telling them to go out into the world, following the outside pressure or the conventions that tell many young people that know that you have to go to college, especially if you're going to become a doctor. But the inner voice isn't telling me to go to college, let alone to be a doctor. I have no interest in that. But you have to be successful. Nothing else matters. What will your family think? You have to be uh, someone of value in this traditional structure. And so, against that inner voice, 
and its wishes, the person enrolls and goes to school for another 8 or even 12 years. And over the course of those many additional years, has to go to ever greater lengths to block out that inner voice. And they might get very good at it to the point where they might be 40, 45, even 50 years old until they even remember that there is a voice there at all. And that's when we have something that can be called a midlife crisis. And it's very distressing when we realize that perhaps we made some mistakes and we betrayed ourselves. We betrayed that inner voice by going against what we really wanted to do. And when we listen to what we really want to do, the word want doesn't even really make sense anymore. It's what we are supposed to do, what we should do, what we're meant to do. If we can line up what we want to do and make it the same as what we should do, then we are living. Then we're a fully living person. We're our destiny and our true will are completely in harmony with what we are supposed to do, what is right to do on the most fundamental level. It's different than what we feel like doing because oftentimes what we feel like doing has nothing to do with that inner voice. That can be just out of laziness. It can be out of fear. It can be, again, out of these outside pressures, following, conforming, doing what we think we're supposed to do instead of what we're actually supposed to do. We've got to be loyal to that inner voice. It will tell us sometimes things that seem completely unrelated to what we thought we were supposed to do, to even who we thought we were. It can be quite shocking when we realize that all along we were even a different person than we thought. That happens to some people very late in life. And the courage it takes to not only realize that, but again, to follow it, is staggering. It's inspiring. In a way, though, it's even more tremendous to have gone that far and still be able to come back and be yourself. Be the voice. Be the inner spirit inside of you. After all that time, that's very commendable. Some people are very fortunate that for various reasons, they're able to follow that voice from very early on. We'd hope that the education that we're giving our young people encourages that above anything else, that that should be the goal of education more than any other training is to train the young person to be themselves, to listen to that voice and to give them the tools to carry out what it tells them to do, to give them a a center of values and truths that allow them to live as themselves. This is America WK. I want to go into more examples here as we continue to talk about spirit. Sandra WK, thanks for being with me. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. 
Matt Walsh. You could definitely make a good argument for taking the Confederate flag down from public property like state houses and that sort of thing. But I would argue that now, right now, is the worst time to take it down. Because if you remove it now, the only reason you're removing it, and there could have been all these other good reasons, but the only reason you're removing it now is simply in response to what Dylan Roof did. Matt Walsh. Available on demand anytime at theblaze.com slash radio. The only radio show restoring your faith in humanity through the power of positive partying. This is America WK with Andrew WK. Welcome back to America WK. We've been discussing tuning in and living the voice that is inside of you. That voice being an inner spirit that also seems, again, to be coming from someplace outside of you. That's why, in a way, it doesn't almost feel like your voice. It doesn't almost feel like you are listening to some part of you. It's like a higher intelligence. Or it's you at your very, very, very best. A version of yourself that is so far superior than even your highest conception of what you could ever possibly be that it seems removed from you. Yet it is in you. Again, it's just staggering. That each of us has within ourselves this type of unbelievable intelligence. And the only thing that's unintelligent about us is how often we just don't listen to it. I mean, that actually is the sign of intelligence or someone who's a a genius isn't the ideas they come up with. It's their ability to listen to the truth and ideas that are already in themselves, just like we have. Intelligence isn't that they've come up with this incredible insight. It's that they were able to tap into the insight that was already in them. So are you able to get there? Sometimes I think that uh, we are held back from doing this because of certain hang-ups. Now, I don't know what your situation is spiritually, and I would never tell you what to do, but if you're someone, for example, who would struggle with even the word spirit, and I can relate to that, In the past, I found that word very confusing or threatening because I couldn't grasp it. It was before I understood that its ungraspability is a very big part of why it's amazing. That's all what it's, it's it's about not being able to be handled in the same way as I could handle mm, a comic book or a car. So sometimes just words like spirit or inner voice can put someone off. Someone could call this the voice of God. Someone could illustrate this idea, as people have, by thinking of this as, what would Jesus do? But again, some people are very distraught or offended by those types of ideas for their own personal reasons. So here's one that ties them all together that hopefully wouldn't offend or threaten anybody. And maybe you'll find this useful 
regardless of what other ways you feel comfortable looking at this whole phenomenon we're describing, can simply call it truth. Building one's own relationship to truth. Listening to the truth inside yourself, seeing the truth outside of yourself, and living through truth. So, if you're in a situation, let's say an argument with a friend, you can ask yourself, what's the truth of the situation? Let me get at the truth. And maybe in that awareness, that type of state of mind, you'll suddenly hear that inner voice that will tell you what the truth is. And to someone else, that's the voice of God. To someone else, that's what Jesus would do. To someone else, that is their spiritual center. And all of it is truth. It doesn't matter how we want to conceive of these ideas, how we want to illustrate them for ourselves. Those are all tools to help us get there. They're all really beautiful in their own ways. And really, nothing is more beautiful than truth. It's the most beautiful thing, concept or otherwise, that exists. And it's right inside of us, ready to lead us. So in this argument with a friend, you ask yourself, what's the truth? And all of a sudden, all the emotions get put on the back burner. All of the drama, all of the excitement gets set aside. All of the pain and anger gets turned down for a moment so that we can listen to the truth. And in that truth, again, we may see some rather unflattering aspects of ourselves and how we fed into this argument. Perhaps that we're even largely responsible for the conflict we're having with our friend. Or perhaps we see that they're to blame in some way, but we are forgiving of that because we see their own struggles in their misbehavior. We see perhaps their own innocent ignorance, much like our own, that we've displayed in the past. Usually when we can recognize others' feelings, it's because we have gone through the exact same thing or still are failing in the same way. And that makes us angry. Angry at them and angry at ourselves. We're seeing the truth in all of it. So listening to that truth and following it isn't that hard once we just decide to live that way. What's hard is that we're going against a huge amount of momentum in the world around us and perhaps from our own life up to that point that is not lived that way. And our struggles are not actually so much with listening to this truth inside of us, this inner voice, this spirit. That is actually the easiest thing to do. Our struggles are finding the ways to do that in a world that has been so largely removed from that pursuit for so long. Not forever, but certainly for recent times and the times that we surround ourselves in. But isn't it ex exciting that we can do this and help other people do it and, and get back to it. This is where we emerge from. This is where we have to go back to if we're going to survive. Unfortunately, it's not a going back in any type of regressive way. It's a forward movement in returning to truth 
It's the only way we're going to be able to move forward. Is to remember what's always really been going on. To cut through all the nonsense once and for all. We can feel it happening. I, I, I'm sure you feel this happening. We're reaching a, a, a threshold here where we just cannot keep going on like this. It's exhausting. We are well past the point of exhaustion. We have moved into some type of uh, marathon state of insanity that no one, even the most committed crazy person, is going to be able to continue. We can feel it happening. It has to happen. So we're preparing ourselves. And there's never been a better time to get a jump on it than right now. We cannot keep living the way we've been living. The entire system has to be reevaluated. And it doesn't have to be overwhelming when we start inside ourselves right now. It's the only way it's going to happen anyway. It cannot be legislated. It cannot be forced. It cannot be a movement that happens beyond the individual. But fortunately, that's the one thing we actually can do. We might not be able to make someone else listen to truth, especially our own truth, but we can listen to the truth and lead in a universal sense from within ourselves. We can feel it shifting. It's actually very exciting. We don't need to be afraid of this. The fear is just the fear of change. It's America WK. I'll be right back. <laughs> You're listening to America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network. Jay Severin. You realize the moment anyone in the mainstream media mentions any physical characteristic of any candidate, that means all of the physical characteristics of all of the candidates on both sides of the aisle become fair game. You mock Donald Trump's hair? You mock is Hillary's buttocks? Jay Severin. Weekdays, 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. Now, the king of partying himself, your friend and mine, Andrew W.K., Welcome back to America WK. As always, I cannot thank you enough for spending your time doing this with me. Whatever this is, I realize we go kind of far out. I hope that it doesn't seem far out, though, at the same time. I hope that it feels almost the exact opposite of far out. I hope it feels very close to home. I hope this does not seem removed from real life, but actually about real life and nothing else. I hope our discussions today about the inner voice, the spirit, listening to that truth within you is completely familiar. I hope you already have a relationship. I always assume that you already know all of this. And that in a very basic way, this is just sort of a pep rally. This is just me hyping you up and you hyping me up and encouraging each other in continuing what we're already doing. 
I mean, the odds are if you've listened to this show at all, and certainly if you've listened to this episode all the way through, the odds are this does make sense to you because you're already doing it. And it really does feel good to have those impulses confirmed, to have someone else connect with you on these ideas. And I, I think many people can relate to them and maybe just not even realize that they, that they do. Because they're not the kind of thing that you discuss. When I was on the airplane yesterday... And there was a lot of very nice people, and many of them were sitting next to strangers, people they had never met, and they were making small talk. But they weren't talking about this. They were talking about the weather and the plane and the delays that they had had with travel and different airlines they liked. And there was a a truth in those discussions, the small talk, the surface conversation, and that there was kindness there, and there was a desire to connect to someone, and there's a real truth and nobility in that, to show someone general kindness, warmth, just presence, just having someone there that acknowledges you is all very nice. But let even those interactions somehow point to a deeper inner understanding that we are all bound up together in this situation and we really can help each other and encourage each other in not a dogmatic or forceful way, but in a very natural way. When you can tell someone else is looking for reassurance in their spiritual pursuits, give it to them. When someone's confused, it's okay to let them know that you might be a little confused too. And that's all part of figuring out what life is. It is our duty to a very large degree to use whatever understanding we have gained or developed ourselves to uh, encourage those around us, starting with our closest friends and family. It is not meant to be used selfishly to get ahead or to hold over others or to keep from others. That means actually we haven't gained very much insight or understanding at all. We have to serve the unfolding of this truth in the world in general. And once we've followed it and allowed it to come out from within ourselves, it usually very naturally spreads and encourages other folks around you who are engaged in the same thing. Encouragement in this area is tremendously powerful. And I know that from my own experience. Just one word of encouragement, just to have one other person confirm that I wasn't crazy and thinking about these ideas, that I wasn't missing the point in focusing on them, meant the world to me. And I've been very lucky to have it confirmed many, many times by many people from many different backgrounds, people I would actually have never imagined 
would have been engaged in these sorts of thoughts, let alone encourage me to engage in them. But it is the only thought. It is the thought of all thoughts, the thought of life, and being in the midst of these questions and engaging with them and devoting oneself to them, bowing down and serving these questions might in fact be the closest we could ever get to really living. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. It's all part of some kind of plan that we fortunately have a part right within the whole thing. And doing this show with you in some small way, hopefully, is part of that. So listen to that voice. Dial into that voice in as many situations as you possibly can. And the ones where it seems the hardest to turn to it is the place to start. Find the strength to not only hear it, but to do what it says, little bit by little bit. As much as you possibly can, I will do the same thing as well. Let that inner voice of truth guide us and give some sense and meaning to this very intense world and life we're living. This has been America WK. I am Andrew WK. Thank you very, very much for your time. I love you, and I will talk to you again very soon. A party for being alive. This is America WK with Andrew WK on the Blaze Radio Network.